Well, we are currently in the middle of a series called Red. Now, we've named this series after the red letters in the Bible. Most of the most of Bibles uh, uh, have letters uh, in red, and these are the personal words and teaching of Jesus. And I call these words of hope. How many has ever needed some words of hope? Well, today I'm going to talk about hope for recovering from a bad decision. Hope for recovering from a bad decision. How many of you have ever made a bad decision? Don't, don't look at your spouse. <laughs> How many have ever made, I mean, you just made a really, really bad decision, one that, that had a long-term effect? I have. fact of the matter is, it took me over three years to fully recover. But here's the good news. Here's the good news, and that is I didn't just recover. But I took the lessons that I learned from this season in my life, and I applied them to the next season. And because of this, my present season has, has been the most rewarding and fruitful and fulfilling of any season of my life. Somebody needs to hear this today, and that is just because you made a bad decision. And just because you may be struggling today as a result of that bad decision, but that doesn't mean your life is over. That doesn't mean that God is finished with you. I believe that if you will try to be patient in this season, and if you will take notes on the lessons that you are learning because of the bad decision that you've made, And I believe that if you will promise God that you will apply these lessons to your next season, I believe it will not be long until God will close the chapter on your present season and he will start a brand new chapter with a brand new season. Let's take a look at a man in the Bible who made a bad decision. But this man recognized his bad decision and he set out to reconcile his mistake. The story is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 24. It's the parable or the story of what we call the prodigal son. Now, perhaps you have never looked at this story from this angle. Truth of the matter is, I never have until now. I want us to read this very familiar Bible story. Story that Jesus told, we call them parables. Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise, and I will go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. 
And he arose and he came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it and and let us eat and let us be merry. For this my son was dead, but he's alive again. He was lost and he is found. And they began to be merry. There are three things that I want to point out to you in this story as they relate to our subject, hope for recovering from a bad decision. How many of you would agree that asking for his inheritance before it was rightfully his and taking off to go party in a strange land, how many would agree this was a bad decision? Let's look at the first thing here, the first of three things that I want to point out this morning. And the first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the cause, the cause of his bad Decision. Now, Scripture isn't clear what the cause was, but I, I, I want to speculate. Is it, do I have your permission to speculate this morning? Thank you, because if you didn't give me permission, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I don't know, but perhaps the cause of his bad decision, perhaps, is because he didn't appreciate what he had. He didn't appreciate what he had. Proverbs 27 and 20 tells us that the eyes of man are never satisfied. The eyes of man are never satisfied. Here's what I've learned, and that is we only want what we don't have. We only want just a little bit more than what we have. We only want what someone else has. The eyes of man are never satisfied. Here's what I've learned, and that is things don't satisfy. Things don't satisfy. And the sooner that we learn this, the better off we will be. See, we need to understand that things are neither good nor bad, and yet things in and of themselves can't satisfy. The prodigal had access to everything he needed, and yet he didn't appreciate what he had. Hear me this morning. If you don't appreciate what you have, perhaps someone else will. For, for example, affairs, affairs don't usually happen because the other person is a hunk or a perfect ten. Have you ever known about someone who had an affair or was involved in an affair and you looked at that person's spouse and you look at the one they're having the affair with and you're going, what? (laughs) Affairs don't usually happen. I'm not saying they never do, but they don't usually happen because the other person is a hunk or a perfect ten. They usually happen because somebody in the marriage didn't appreciate what they had. They took what they had for granted. You know, we often take our jobs. We often take our positions. We often take our our opportunities. We take them 
for granted. Which can lead to us losing them or us leaving them prematurely. I ask you this morning, when was the last time you consciously took inventory of what you have and where you are and then thank God and the appropriate people who made it happen for you? That could be a good exercise. We're talking about the cause of the prodigal's bad decision. Let me suggest a second possibility. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps he made a bad decision because he lost his affection for his father. The prodigal had to know that that what he had planned to do in the far country would literally break his father's heart. He was literally slapping his father in the face as as he turned his back on every principle that his father had taught him. See, people who walk away from God and become involved in the sensuality and the wickedness of this world, they do so, they do so because somewhere along the way they have lost their affection for their heavenly father. Let me toss another possibility at you as to the cause, the possible cause of this prodigal's bad decision. Perhaps, perhaps he assumed he was missing out on something. The Bible says that he, that he left his father's house and he went to a far country. Why? I don't know, but perhaps he heard stories from travelers that would come through about what, what life was like in the far country. Perhaps he fantasized about a different kind of life. A life totally different from the one his father had made for him. A life without rules, a life without a rigid schedule, a life without regard for anyone but himself. Perhaps, I don't know, but perhaps he, he, he assumed that he was missing out on something. There's more to life than what I'm seeing here. Oh, surely there's another world out there. Surely there, I'm missing out on something. And hear me this morning, he was. He was missing out on a lot. But what he was missing out on, he would soon find out that he was better off because he missed it. Oh, hear me this morning, people. Hear me. The far country is not what the devil tells you it is. The far country is not, oh, what you may fantasize it being. Listen, listen, this morning, sin has pleasure. But the Bible says that that sin's pleasure is fleeting. It says it is but for a moment. Here's what I know, and that is the devastating results of sin makes me want to stay as far away from it as I can. And when Satan tells me I'm missing out on a lot because I choose to follow Jesus, and I'm missing out on a lot because I choose to obey the commands of God's word, I say to him, I sure am, devil. I sure am. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the heartache. I'm so thankful for the shame. I'm so thankful for the humiliation that I'm missing out on. 
See, I've seen the toll that people pay for their sin. No, thank you. I ask you this morning, what was the cause of your bad decision? Was it one of the three that I suggested or was it something else? For me, for me, it was the first one. It was the first one. I walked away from my dream. I walked away from what God had for my life in that season of my life. I walked away from it prematurely. I didn't realize how valuable it was. I didn't realize the true value that it was to my life. I didn't appreciate what I had as much as I should have. How about you? All right, we've talked about the cause of the prodigal's bad decision. Let's talk a little bit about the consequences. The consequences of his bad decisions. Bad decisions always produce negative consequences for yourself and for others. Mine certainly did, and so did the prodigals in this story. Let me share three of the prodigals. The consequences that he had to endure because of his bad decision. The first one, he lost his father's resources. He lost his father's resources. Verse 13, he wasted his possessions with prodigal or reckless living. Verse 14 said, when he had spent all, His father had worked. His father had saved. His father had invested over a lifetime. And his son parted it all away. The young man should have been set up for life. But instead he faces a life of poverty. Here's what I've learned. We don't appreciate what we don't have to work for. We don't appreciate what we don't have to work for. Hear me, parents. And and kids, this morning, put your hands over your ears because I want you to love your pastor. (laughs) You may not after I get done with this. Parents, don't make it too easy on your kids. Don't make it too easy on your kids because you're not always going to be around to bail them out. Teach them responsibility. From the earliest age, teach them responsibility. And make them earn the extras. Say extras. I'm not saying make them work and earn, you know, they're part of the rent and they're part of the grocery bill. I'm not talking about that. You have a responsibility to take care of the needs of your kids. But listen, teach them responsibility and make them earn the extras and the luxuries they want. You are doing them no favor by handing everything to them on a silver platter. I ask you, who will continue to do this for them once you are gone or you are unable to do so? I could meddle here, but I'm going to move on. Notice what the prodigal did after he lost his father's resources. The second thing he did was he reached, he reached in the wrong direction. Verse 14 says, after he spent it all. Well, what did he do after he spent it all? Well, verse 15 says, he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country. Say, of that country. He went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country. See, instead of reaching out to his father, he reached out to a foreigner. 
Now hear me this morning. Hear this as a balanced presentation this morning. We must teach our kids that they have our unconditional love. And that they can never make us not love them no matter what they do. And that they can come to us with anything. And that our door is always open for them to come home. Isn't that what God does for us? Now, hear me. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we relieve them of the consequences of their actions. I'm saying we offer a helping hand. Listen, there is a difference in helping and spoiling. There's a difference in helping and enabling. I can't even imagine how I would feel if my kids were in trouble and they reached out to a foreigner and did not reach out to their father. Hear me, if you have made a bad decision in your life which has brought, you, brought on terrible consequences, don't, don't just run to man for help. Don't, don't just run to man for help. Run to God. Don't, don't reach out to some foreign or unknown source for help. Reach out to your heavenly father. Notice the third consequence of the prodigal's bad decision. That is he damaged his father's reputation. Verses 15 and 16, the Bible says that he fed pigs for his living, which for a Jew would would be totally disgusting and against their standards and their laws. In verses 18 and 19, The prodigal says that he's going to go back to his father and he's going to repent of not only sinning against God, but also sinning against his father. See, he realized that he had not only damaged his reputation, but he had also damaged the reputation of his father. See, everything we do has a domino effect. No man is an island. Our lives connect with so many other people and our actions affect all of them to some degree. The bad decisions that we make will negatively affect those closest to us absolutely, but also possibly others as well. And it can also place a stain on Christianity and on the church. See, see, there's... Some people I don't want wearing, I go to the grace place. <laughs> I don't wear that t- I don't want them wearing that t-shirt. Please, please don't. <laughs> don't put that bumper sticker on there. It says you go to. <laughs> I could really get in trouble right here, and I'm trying to stay out of it. All right. All right, we've looked up just a moment and looked at the cause and the consequences. Now let's, let's take a look at the cure, the cure for his bad decision. Five things I want us to notice that took place in this young man's life. The first thing that he did was he recognized his situation. He recognized his situation. Verse 17 says, he came to himself. Another version says, when he came to his senses. He had a Dr. Phil moment, and how's this working for you? Don't you wish you could say that to certain people? And how's this working for you? Well, I'm just me. That's just who I am. 
I'm just meaner than a junkyard dog. Well, how's that working for you? Don't you wish you could say that? People who continue down the same old road wondering why nothing changes. Their life story is second verse, same as the first. It took a while for the prodigal. He, he had to hit rock bottom, but one day he looked around and he said to himself, how in the world did I get here? How did I get here? What am I doing in this mess? I don't belong here. Somebody needs to recognize their situation today. Somebody needs to have a Popeye moment this morning. I've had all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. Not only did the prodigal recognize his situation, but then he remembered where he came from. Verse 17, he said, even my father's hired servants have enough food to eat, and here I am starving to death. See, what he once took for granted, he now grieves over. He didn't know what he had. He didn't appreciate where he was. He didn't miss it until he didn't have it. Here's what I know, and that is it's easy to get very, very comfortable where we are. Very comfortable with where we are in life and who's in our life and what we have. And we become so comfortable that we take it for granted and begin to think that we deserve it. And not only do we deserve it, but we deserve even more. When we should be grateful for what we have. I didn't always have 500 on a Sunday morning. I didn't always have a nice salary. I didn't always live in a nice home. I didn't always. I remember, I remember way, way, way back there. But I remember uh, the first time I was able to fill up my gas tank. Wow. I don't just have to put a couple of bucks in there. I can fill it up. I still remember that. I still remember that. I remind myself of that. Amen. Amen. Listen, ungratefulness and a lack of appreciation has led many a person into making a bad decision. But not only did this prodigal recognize the situation and remember where he came from, but, but number three, he returned to his father. He got up from where he was and he started his journey back home. See, see, it's not enough to just recognize our bad decision and remember how it once was, but we also have to return. We have to get up from where we are and start moving in the direction that we know we need to go. Don't just sit there in your mistake and wallow in it and feel sorry for yourself. No, no, no. Get up. Brush yourself off and get going again. And the next thing that he did was he repented of his sins. Verse 21, the son said to his father, he said, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you and I'm no longer worthy to be called a son. We need to take responsibility for our actions and stop blaming others or obstacles or other things for our own bad decisions. 
And what was the result of his repenting? Ah, oh, he was restored by his father. Father, I, I sinned against heaven. I sinned in your sight. I'm not worthy to be your son. Just let me be one of your hired servants. But, but the father said, no, 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 no. You're not a servant. You are my son. And he said to the servants, bring the best robe and put it around him and bring, a, bring shoes and put on his feet and bring the ring, the family ring, oh, and put on his hand. Let everybody know this is not a servant. This is my boy. My boy was lost, but he's found. We thought he's dead, but he's alive. Oh, let there be music and dancing. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. My son has come home. If your bad decision involves sin, God wants to restore you. Repent of it. Repent of it. And repentance doesn't just mean I'm sorry I got caught. Repentance means I... I'm sorry. I feel, oh, I feel so wicked and so vile. I feel so dirty. I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. But it doesn't just mean I'm sorry. It means I'm going to change. I'm I'm going to turn. It means about face. It means I was heading this direction. Now I'm going to head back that direction. If if, If your bad decision involved your bad decision involves sin. God wants to restore you. Repent of it. Be genuinely sorry and turn from it this morning. If your bad decision was simply a day of stupid, how many ever had one of those days? You had a bad, you know, you just had a day of stupid, man. I mean, just, just that was stupid. <laughs> Who in their right mind? Do that. You're stupid, boy. Last time I used that word in church, some kid told their mom the pastor used the S word in church. <laughs> the other S word. Stupid. Not supposed to use that word, sorry. But I've had my day of stupid, and you have too, right? God wants to restore you. Learn from it. Learn from it. You know, what what can I learn? What can I learn from this? I learned a lot of lessons from my from my day of stupid. I learned a lot. Learn from it. And get back up. Get don't wallow there. Get back up. And then apply what you learned and get going again. Our takeaway for the message today is your Heavenly Father wants to help you. He wants to help you totally recover from any and all of your bad decisions. Father, I just pray that you'll take this word this morning. God, I believe it has been delivered for such a time as this. Thank you for hope today. God, I thank you that there is hope. Just because we made a bad decision and just because we are suffering the consequences of that bad decision, but that doesn't mean our life is over. That means, God, 
Lord, we, we messed up, but God, you're going to help us. You're going you're to help us. We're going to learn from it. We're going we're to learn some valuable lessons. We're going to apply those lessons. We're going to get back up and get going again. We're going to repent of it. And God, you're going to get us going again in the direction you want us to.